Hello, this is Jessica Heron, founder and CEO of the Stella and Dot Family Brands, and this is my brand new podcast, Self Made. On this episode of the Self Made Podcast, we're going to talk about something really important for your success in business. That is how to garner the support of a partner. And I'm not talking about a traditional business partner, meaning someone who's going to operate with you every single day on the payroll or in your business. I'm talking about a life partner, whether it's a spouse or someone else that you share obligations with, kids with, bills with, life with. How can you get them to be on your side so that you're more likely to succeed in your business endeavors? Because if you've got a partner, no doubt that them being for it or against it can impact your daily ability to drive yourself to success in business. So I'm going to share with you a bit about my story in getting my husband to come along with me on the journey to start Stella and Dot. And I promise you, this isn't going to be a throw 10 under the bus episode, (laughs) but I will be honest that his support didn't necessarily start there, but it did get there. And I'm also going to tell you, I'm really glad I'm recording this episode from this vantage point. I don't mean my life vantage point, like I can look back and say, oh, we got there. I mean, looking out the RV window at Alaska. I'm being quite serious about this. <laughs> so my husband is a outdoor mountain man. That is his happy place, the mountains. I like to be warm by the beach, but right now I'm in an RV in a parking lot in Alaska and I'm happy. You know why? Because somehow in the last 20 years of marriage and two kids and a couple of businesses and career moves, we have learned how to do what we said we were going to do in our wedding vows. And that's where we're going to start before I break down the very practical steps, four steps actually, to get your spouse on board or your partner, again, whoever you need to be in your corner. So let's start with the wedding. (laughs) We hired a reverend to marry us in in Sonoma. We found this person on the internet. To be honest, we weren't going to get married in a church. We got married um, at a winery in Sonoma. It was beautiful. We found this guy online. We went to meet with him. We connected with him. And in his beautiful ceremony, he said something that has always stayed with us, that when you get married, your job is to take the other person's burdens and divide them by two so that their load is lighter. And your job is to take the other person's joy and double it by sharing it. And that is something that is so true, I think, about staying successful in marriage. It's why I've decided to be joyful about being in this RV. (laughs) And it's why my husband ultimately decided to be joyful about having a aggressively working wife, who's also the mother to his two children. So let me just start in the beginning, right? It's all fun and games when, of course, you want your partner to pursue their passions. Of course, you want them to be happy. But the reality is, if you start sharing more things in life, like a bank account, bills, or the obligation of taking care of other people, it's fun and games until you realize that supporting them comes at the cost of your own freedom and flexibility. So when Chad and I had one kid, we thought to ourselves, whose career are we going to prioritize? Well, the reality is at the time we were prioritizing his. So I worked around his schedule and I was okay with that. I wanted to be home with our baby as much as possible. And I did work full time, but still I wasn't the one that was going to burn the midnight oil. He was doing that. And I was the 
first person to take, and really the only kid person <laughs> to take our kid to every doctor's appointment, you know, anything that needed to be done, I was going to do it. That was our agreement. Then I, at the same time, was doing Stella and Dot on nights and weekends. I ultimately left my other job to do it full time. And we got an au pair and that was hugely helpful. There's no way I could have done this without having the support of an amazing person to help me take care of the kid, the kid that became kids. And so I had help from nine to five as I worked. But even still in our marriage, I was the last one to leave and the first one to get home. That was just known. It was assumed I was going to be the one to get home on time and he could work late. He could travel, all those things. Then we had another baby and our business grew and it reached this point where suddenly I wanted to renegotiate that agreement, that contract of I'll always be the first person and then you could potentially be back up. I wanted it to be a more equal, hey, we both got things going. We have two kids. If we're going to, if I'm going to grow this business, I'm going to need your help. And we did not do well. Honestly, it, we did not do well in that transition. I had to almost die alone on I can do it all island before I realized how much I needed to just sit down with him and ask for his support and very clearly communicate exactly what that looked like. It's true. It's like the book men are from Mars and women are from Venus where we were speaking different languages. I'm thinking, well, why aren't you doing this? This should be so obvious. You should know. You should get it. You should just know what I need and do it. <laughs> and the reality is we had to take a step way back. In fact, we even took a step into going to see a counselor because we were tense. We were, you know, trying to figure out how we were both going to get ahead in our careers and get all these things done. And the counselor in one session said something to us that was so powerful. She said, so let me get this straight. This is your contract. This is your marital agreement. You love her a lot. And then she does everything. And basically what you're telling me is that now that you have two children, you would like to renegotiate that contract. And I was like, oh, yes, said simply, that is so spot on. That's exactly what our agreement is. <laughs> I've always that person is like, super, I'm going to do it all. I'm going to take care of it. And he, my husband is like, loves me a lot. And I just, you know, dote on him and everything's great. And then I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> this has got to stop. Or not stop, but change, shift. And so that's what we did. We sat down. We had a conversation to renegotiate that contract. And we basically decided we're going to share the load at home. We're both going to be able to pursue our passions from work perspective. But we needed to split the load differently. So you may not have to go through that point with your spouse to recognize when, of course, as life stages change, you're going to need to sit down and rethink how you divide the responsibilities of parenting or whatever else in your world is important. So I've broken it down into some really simple steps where you can do this proactively and really dramatically change things. You don't have to be in a situation where you're frustrated, where you feel like your spouse isn't supportive without actually stepping back and saying, okay, hold on. What are the four steps I can do to garner the support? And I say garner because yes, you need to think of this person as a co-investor, as a timeshare, somebody who needs to be aware of the financial plan, the operating hours. And when you lead like a leader of a business, you're going to lead them too. And you're going to share with them very much why this is a good idea and why they can be excited about it too. So here are the four steps. First, you're going to share the business potential. 
Two, you're going to share your operating hours of this business. Three, you're going to involve your partner, your family, whoever may be there in regular wins and challenges. So they get to be a part of the experience. And four, you're going to commit to regular communication and checkpoints to see how on track you are to all of the above. All right, now let's break that down. If you've got a passion and your spouse, you know, their job is to double it, but that is, that is what they should be doing. And if your business is a passion, and I hope that if you are an entrepreneur, you're pursuing something that is a passion because that will make it a lot easier to fight for. And boy, you better be fighting if you're going to make it work. Uh, that's what it takes. It takes the hustle. It takes the heart. But when you sit down, it's about more than heart. It's also about head. It's putting those two factors together and having a legit business plan to share with your co-investor. And even if you are have separate bank accounts, right? And you, you take care of financials in, a, in, a, in your own way, if they're joint with you in their future, think of them as a co-investor, okay? And treat them like one. Set up a meeting, not during the middle of an argument, but when you're prepared, when everyone's calm, when everyone's focused, plenty of time, maybe it's Sunday afternoon from two to four, everyone's been fed, everyone's ready to have a conversation, you're coming to it with excitement, right? This is not a time when you're going to pitch your business plan. This isn't about a, a list of things that you begrudge and how they have not supported you to date. This is about you stepping back like you would going into any investor meeting and saying, this is why I believe in this business. Here's where I see the market opportunity. Here's who I imagine the customer to be. Here's how I'm going to reach them. Here's why I believe in the product. Here's the what I'm going to devote to this business. This is the amount of money it's going to take to start. This is when I expect to have returns to the business, meaning that my sales and what I earn from my sales are going to pay back my startup investment. And here's when I'm going to start to see a profit. And here's what that profit's going to look like. And the timeline, a reason reasonable timeline for doing that. Because remember, if this is a real business, it takes investment and it takes time. It's not like you have a magic wand. It's You're going to have setbacks. You're going to have mistakes. But if you talk about that openly and knowingly, you're going to just seem like someone who's acutely and smartly aware of risks rather than someone who's unprepared to go into something where you have realism and around what it's going to take. So go ahead and share that. Share upon definitions of success. Like what are the milestones? What are the checkpoints? How are you going to calibrate your business plan along the way? And then think about how, if it worked, what would this do to your life? What would it do to your joy? How would you feel in your, as a person? What pride would you have? This is a part of now when a business plan maybe is more than what you share with an investor, but when you're sharing this with a life partner, you're going to talk to them about, gosh, if I were able to accomplish this, this is how I would feel about myself. These are the words I would use to describe myself. This is who I've wanted to be when I, when I grew up. Like these are my dreams and this is what it would enable in our life. And this is how I would see us being able to benefit from this and paint a vivid picture in what that's going to take. Okay. Share passion, share excitement, right? That's step number one. Two is the operating hours. Let's get realistic about the schedule that it's going to work for everybody that's going to work around other people's obligations that is going to make this happen. You want to make sure this is realistic, meaning the schedule isn't going to be like, okay, I'm not going to do all this stuff anymore and I just need you to do it. You're actually going to have, or I'm just going to keep doing all the stuff I'm doing and you don't have to do anything. No, a reasonable partnership and a reasonable sharing of the burdens, making them half, joy making them double, is setting out with a 30, 60, 90 day view of, look, here's where I want to be. 
this is what it's going to take. Here's what I'm willing to invest in time. Here's where I need your support. How do we make this worth for both of us? Where can we both make trade-offs, right? That's what a partnership really is about. And how can we get help outside of this unit to make that more doable? Maybe we hire help because we believe in that investment so that you can get a return. Maybe you ask for parental help from grandparents or neighbors, or maybe you ask your children to step up if they're in that life stage. But you need to be realistic about the operating hours that are gonna enable your success. And notice I said, plan ahead. When people can anticipate something, they can deal with it and they will behave so much better. You may have had a spat with your spouse or partner around maybe you needed some extra time to work and they were looking at you like, come on, why aren't you watching Netflix with me? Or like, dude, you're bothering me. We need to go. Why are you still on the phone? Or when you said, hey, I have to go out and do this. They were like, I don't want to put the kids to bed tonight by myself. I'm exhausted. Okay, that when you say like, hey, can you help me, you know, out of the blue, it can disturb their expectations and a person just is not going to react to that better than if they had a thoughtful schedule up front. Meaning, look, I've got a routine here, Tuesdays and Thursdays. That's when I'm going to need the hours from seven to nine. So how can we plan around that to make it doable? Okay, then there's no last minute request. It is just a built in part of the plan. And everybody knows what they're supposed to be doing. And it's easier for them to, to meet expectations when expectations are clear. And that is what it takes to have communication, calibration, all of that kind of stuff. And when you're talking about this, make sure that you're just not talking only about your joys or it's not going to feel like a partnership. When you open up this conversation, say, by the way, I want to share with you what it takes for my business plan, this operating schedule, but I also want to separately discuss what are your joys and am I doubling that? How would we facilitate that? How would we have a schedule that actually let you go hunting and fishing more at the same time my business thrives? When you want to build a beautiful life, you need a yes and mentality, not a no, but mentality. Okay. So you have to both say as partners, I believe you can do you and I can do me and we can coexist happily the entire time. Not because we won't be tired, not because there won't be trade-offs, not because you get to do everything you want at every minute you want every single day, but because if we look at a larger course of time, if we look at bigger picture goals, if we get creative about solutions, there is a yes and, meaning I'm gonna have a business, yes, and I'm gonna get to have my career too. Yes, and we're gonna get to have quality couple time. Yes, and we're gonna have quality family time, right? So have that abundance attitude and that commitment towards each other that you are exploring business uh, operating hours and also including other people's desires in it, okay? Now, let's assume you get their buy-off because, baby, you deserve it. What you're going to commit to is in step number three and four, involving your family, your partner in the wins and challenges along the way, and four, communicating, meaning you're sharing what you authentically need and asking for feedback. Let's first talk about the fun part, okay? You asked for support for this big goal, and you asked explicitly for support and time and money and, and whatever you need, you know, to get that done. Now let's have some fun with it. Meaning, if you've got a sales goal, if you've got a customer count goal, if you've got milestone goals, how can you make this visible for your family and treat it like a family business? Treat it like it's a win for you and your partner. So I always talk to Chad about our business being our business, knowing that without his support along the way, 
I couldn't have gotten it done. So anything that this community has accomplished has been because of our business owners, our customers, and him as that you know, support system that has enabled me to do A, B, and C that need to make it happen. So if we've got a challenge or a, a success at work, I want to share that and make it fun and also give credit where credit is due. And you should authentically see your spouse as part of someone who deserves credit for that. Um, kids are another one where clearly communicating, um, this is what this business enables for us. This is what this income, the success does. Let's celebrate that, right? Make sure you share the wins and the challenges, but the challenges in the right way. Challenges are never best shared as griping or complaining, right? That's venting. And, you know, we all need to do it sometimes. But when you can be curious instead of frustrated, you will engage support like nobody's business. You will just, your kids will think it's fascinating when you say, you know, I've got this challenge. This is tough. I don't know what the answer is. Here's the situation. What do you guys think? And one, you would be stunned at how oftentimes the answer to a problem is super obvious. Meaning that if you sit down at the dinner table and say, guys, I don't have all the sales I want. I need more customers. You know, that's the challenge. Don't bring into that conversation fear, frustration, you know, about the last five calls that didn't go your way or the the meeting that didn't work or whatever. Say, I just got to be curious with you guys. Help me brainstorm. What should I do? And, And then let them be a part of solutions as well as wins. It'll be good support for you and fun for everybody else. (laughs) All right, lastly, communicate. That's because if you ask for support, you set a plan, you involve people in challenges and wins, it's not like this is a one and done thing. Like if you had any other investor or partners, you wouldn't just tell them once and then go away. You might have a, a monthly checkup. You might have a quarterly meeting. Do that with everybody you need to stay on your side. Say, I want, would you mind? I'd love to share the progress with you because I recognize how much of your commitment in your life you're investing in doubling my joys. I'm super grateful for it. And I want to share with you updates on this business plan. We can discuss it. We can calibrate. I welcome it. Right. And, and so that's something that that person is going to feel valued. They're going to feel heard. They're going to feel included. And that's going to be great. The last thing you need to do is communicate your needs clearly, right? You need to do that with your partner all the time because it, they don't need to be mind readers that should not be on the list of, you know, what was, what was important in a partner in life. That would be too rare. You need to just be a super clear communicator. Oftentimes I figured this out with Chad when I would come home and I'd be frustrated about something and I'd be sharing him with my challenges, you know, and I'd be like, okay, this happened, this happened, this happened. And then he would get fired up on my behalf and he would kind of go off and tell me, you know, what should, you know, oh, that sucks or, 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 and I'd be like, okay, actually what I want you to say is like, don't worry, honey, you've got this. It's okay. Like, I don't want you to pour fuel on the fire. I actually just want a hug. That's all I want is a hug. So what you need to do is let your partner know, are you looking for advice? Are you looking for a hug? Do you need uh, just encouragement? And that may not be the same thing in every discussion, but just actually say what you want and you'd be shocked at how much easier it is for other people to give it to you. So in summary, I want you to take action on these four simple steps. If you have a partner and even if you feel like they're awesome and you're, you know, they're supportive, then take this opportunity to sit down with them and actually 
say, you know, have I gone through these four steps with you, shared my business plan, my operating hours? Am I involving you in my wins and challenges? And am I communicating regularly? And you know what? I'd also like to talk about how we can do that with you for your passions and pursuits. So I want you to take action on that because when you bring intention to your business, when you bring intention to your relationships, you take them in the direction they deserve to go. You are the driver. You are the creator. You are self-made and you make the connections in your life what they are. You've got this. And if you liked the advice and you think there's somebody out there that needs a little extra support, then go ahead and share it. I would be so grateful for it. And you guys, I've been asking for reviews and I am so grateful for your reviews. I and mean, we're almost at a hundred and this podcast is still kind of new, maybe not brand new, but still new. And you taking the moments of your precious time to leave your heartfelt reviews. It just means a lot to me. I'm actually going to read one next episode. So put it up there in the, in, and podcast, wherever you get your podcast, Apple, Google, Spotify, you name it. I really appreciate it. Thanks for listening. You are self-made. 